that song takes on a special meaning. When you get to a point in your life when you realize that you can't make it by yourself, that's when you can start saying that God is. And just like the minister of music told us, we can fill in the blank. Because my testimony is maybe similar, but it's not like your testimony. All of us who have gotten to a point in our lives where we have been able to experience what it means to lean and depend on God. We can say God is. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this time to hear from you. Lord, we ask your blessings upon this church. Lord, we ask your continued blessings upon the angel of this house. Lord, touch every ministry as they continue to do what you have called them to do in this community, in this city, and in this world. Lord, make this service what you would have it to be. Help us to go home a different way than we came in. Better, ready to serve you and to do what you have called us to do. So that no matter what path we travel, We'll be ready for those divine appointments to share your gospel so that someone will come crying, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'd like to thank the Lord for this opportunity to stand before you. And I want to thank my friend and mentor for allowing me this opportunity. But we give all praises to Almighty God. But to the angel of this house, thank you on this celebration of 19 years. And as Reverend J.P. Parnell used to tell me, he used to say, that's not yesterday. Yeah. You've been on the road a long time and, and many of you have been with him. And I want to thank you all of the officers and members who have supported him all along these years. And we want to even thank those who were against him at times because that's helped to make him the pastor and the preacher and the Christian uh, that he is. But to all of God's saints, to uh, the members and friends that are here today and to even the two-day saints and the five-day eights. I want you to say good morning to each and every one of you, and I pray that something is said today uh, that will help you along your Christian journey. So if you will, you have your copy of the world's bestseller, which is the Word of God, please turn with me to the Gospel of John, the chapter will be the 16th chapter. And I will try to effectively preach for your hearing one verse, which is the 33rd verse. The Gospel of John, the 16th chapter, the 33rd verse. And I will be reading for the New King James Version. 
for your hearing. And it reads as follows, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his holy and righteous word. For this morning, I would like to share with you briefly from the subject, good news for you in times like these. Good news for you in times like these. And I always like to add a meditation question for uh, an opportunity to get us to think on a deeper level. And our meditation question this morning is, uh, Jesus has spoken, but are we really listening? Jesus has spoken, but are we really listening? As we move forward in this passage today, I want to attempt to uh, enlighten you uh, just a bit on four key uh, concepts for today. One, uh, suffering and stress. Uh, some of us, uh, we are familiar with what that's all about, uh, having suffered and, and being in stressful situations. And then I want to talk a little bit about what it means to have real peace. And then I want to talk a little bit about tribulation and trouble and then what it means to overcome. Now, I've got four thoughts that I want to share with you this morning. Uh, thought number one uh, for our uh, hearing in this pericope today is hearing Jesus speak is most important before trouble comes. Yeah. Hearing Jesus speak is most important before trouble comes. Thought number two, when Jesus spoke in this passage, he left out the sugar coating. When Jesus spoke in this passage, he left out uh, the sugar coating. Uh, thought number three, believers have the capability to be positive or have good news in the midst of their trouble. And then I'll close out with the last thought. Uh, this good news cannot be received before the original good news is believed. This good news cannot be received before the original good news is believed. As we look into the Gospel of John, we, we recognize that the predominant theme of this Gospel is a dual response of faith and unbelief in the person of Jesus Christ. Those who place their faith in the Son of God have eternal life, but those who reject them are under the condemnation of God. In other words, you, the, the word of God, uh, when it comes to uh, sharing the good news about Jesus Christ, is either going to draw you or it's going to drive you. And when we look at this passage of, of Scripture and when we uh, dive into this uh, chapter, we, we recognize that Jesus was uh, entering in uh, a very uh, tense 
season in his ministry. It was a time when uh, he had to really just lay it all out for the disciples. The disciples had been, been following him, and, and there always comes a time when you, you have to really tell it like it is. And you'll have to go back uh, uh, a few more chapters because Jesus really began to start laying it all out for them. He, he, he stopped sugarcoating it, and he let them know that uh, persecution was, was on its way. Particularly for him, persecution was on its way. But he was telling them this because he was trying to prepare them uh, because when he was called to his ministry, even though he was persecuted, he was preparing them to recognize that at some point in ministry, they were going to be persecuted too. All of us, we need to understand that uh, when we are called by the master, when we decide to make Jesus our choice, that at some point in time, we're going to have to experience some suffering. We know uh, many of us have been shocked uh, over the last uh, three to three and a half years. We've had suffering uh, slap us right in the face. And so suffering means something different to each and every one of us because we experience it in different ways. So what I want to do today is just really narrow that down and let you know that I am not talking about just suffering at large. I'm talking about suffering for the sake of the ministry, suffering for the sake of the gospel. And my mentor, I just came by to let you know that, that if you continue for another 19 years, I want to let you know that you are going to have to continue to endure a little suffering. Anyone who has decided to make Jesus their choice and who has submitted to the Holy Spirit and, and, and has uh, been acquainted with their calling and their spiritual gift, and you've decided to, that for God I live and for God I'll die, at some point your path in ministry is not going to be a flower bed of ease. In other words, you're going to uh, be in conflict with the world. And the reason why I wanted to share this with my brother preacher today, and I share this with you, is because uh, we have a challenge in the church, and we have a challenge amongst believers when it comes to recognizing that suffering impacts all of us. Uh, when we uh, look at this uh, slide, I, I pray that you will be able to see it, but uh, Barna does a lot of research, and one of the things that he researched, he, he talked about what causes doubt in the Christian faith. And he interviewed uh, uh, several different uh, categories of people. And when he talked about what causes doubt in the Christian faith, what I did is I highlighted the top four. The first one is past experience with religious institutions. That causes uh, doubt in the Christian faith. Then the hypocrisy of religious people. That tend to cause doubt in the Christian faith. And then the negative reputation of the church causes doubt in the Christian faith. And then number four was human suffering. That tend to cause doubt in the Christian faith. But when I was looking at this research, I looked and I saw that even though human suffering was number four, it tend to top the list in, in just about every category. In other words, human suffering became, came to the top of the list because People were looking at what was going on with themselves. 
and how does that relate to their faith walk? We have to understand that all of us at some point are going to go through some sort of suffering because we are living in a broken world. This world is filled with sin. It's, uh, the total depravity of man is still uh, as much in place as it was when Adam first sinned. And because of that, we see that human suffering is going to be a part of our lives in some shape, form, or fashion. But I'm not talking about all of the suffering because all of you may have known somebody or you're going through something right now. I'm talking about the fact that when you have uh, committed to serving out uh, the Lord for the rest of your days, that you are going to have some suffering. And when I looked at this uh, particular uh, piece of research, I began to think that if the preacher thought that these other three were above human suffering, and then you, when you looked at the other categories, they thought it was number one, are we really paying attention to the right things in the ministry? Are we really paying as much attention to pastoral care? Are we really paying enough attention to our fellow brothers and sisters when we see them going through? Or are we just thanking God that it's not us today? Oh, come on now. Y'all, some, some of you, you see people, you go, they go through something and you like, ooh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. I'm so glad that that's not me today. Yeah. But we need to make sure and very sure that when it's our turn to be a blessing to someone else, that we take full advantage of that opportunity. Many of us have gone through many dangers, toils, and snares, and God has, what, brought us out. And that's why we can, we can fill in the blank when we say God is. Some of us, and all of us, should be able to fill in the blank that God is our salvation. Some of you can, today can fill in the blank and say God is a healer. How many of you can fill in that blank today? and say that God is a healer. Someone today can fill in the blank and say that God is what a banker because you've been broken when you reach in your pocket and all you pull out was lint. Somebody can fill in the blank and, and say that God is a shelter in a time of storm and, and that God is a friend for the friendless. How many of you have ever been lonely and depressed and you needed the Lord to step in and give you some peace? But even when we take an inventory of what all the things that God has brought us through. I want to remind you today that God has blessed you to come out so you can be a blessing to somebody else. So we need to make sure that we are paying attention uh, to the needs of our, our fellow brothers and sisters, and we need to make sure that we are showing an example of what Christ's love is all about to the dying world. When we look at the concept of suffering, as I said uh, we, we are talking about focusing on what it means to suffer for righteousness' sake. We need to make sure that we understand that even though we're in church, we may experience some church hurt because we're going to suffer for what righteousness' sake. And, and people, a lot of times, they believe that when you get into church that everything is all perfect, and it's not. The outside world is looking in, and, and they're, they're being uh, very critical. They're looking at us with a critical eye because they're looking at us for an example. But in the meantime, as we are trying to work out our 
uh, salvation with what? Fear and trembling. Guess what? We're going to have some bumps along the way. And some of those bumps are going to be bumping into one another along the way. There are going to be times when you, you see somebody come in and they don't want to sit next to this other person because they didn't have something and fell out. But as Christians, even though we might fall out sometimes, don't you know we ought to know how to fall back in? Isn't that right? But we're going to have what? Some suffering because we live in a, what? a broken world. As we look at that concept of peace. Peace is, uh, is a state of being blessed and being in favor with God. This is a different type of peace. In order to have peace and favor for God, from God, it is important to have a relationship and be in fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. There's many who want the peace of God, but they want to skip over the fact that there is a relationship requirement in order to have fellowship with God. And it is important to understand that the peace of the Lord is given. It is given. And a lot of times we, we get that confused with the peace of the world, which, which has to be pursued. There are so many who are chasing peace. There's so many who are trying to find peace. But if you have a relationship with the Lord, Jesus already said in this passage that he will give you peace as long as you what, remain in him. But so many times we find ourselves not remembering what we've been taught in the world, in the word, because we get to a point where the distractions of life really block, uh, block out our thinking. Have you ever been so down and out that you can't quote scriptures? Have you ever been so lonely or depressed that you didn't feel like praying? That's a rough place to be when you are down in your own valley of despair. And, and if you haven't been there, as it's been said already today, all you have to do is just keep on living. Keep on living. You'll find yourself in that valley of despair. And, and if you haven't been there, that's why I want you to take this thought one and, and know that hearing Jesus speak is most important before trouble comes. Yeah, because it's hard to hear when you're down in your valley. It's, down, it's hard to hear when you got tears coming down from your eyes. That's a lot of times, that's when we want to try to what, give some advice. When folks uh, are, are at that worst, and, and a lot of times, all we need to do is just, what, provide a listening ear at that time. They don't want to uh, hear some advice. All they might need is just somebody to just hold their hand and pray for them. Because you'll find that sometimes you'll be so tired and so depressed and so worn out that you can't even pray for yourself. And you'll, you'll start wondering, why is this happening to me? But we see here that that in that verse 33, I, I broke it up into three parts. Says, this is 33a. It says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. If times are okay now, just keep on living. Trouble is going to come, and I want you to remember what I'm saying here now, that the Lord has already promised his disciples peace, and if he promised those disciples peace, don't you know he has enough peace for you and I? I want you to hear me now because when trouble comes, uh, you might be too busy to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say. Here we see that when we look at this passage, we see that Jesus is the departing 
And he is trying to get them to recognize that he wasn't going to be with them always. Here, this was the was going to be a difficult time uh, for the disciples, and, and it's best for us to prepare our brothers and sisters, it's best to prepare ourselves, it's even best to prepare our children to let them recognize that there are going to be what some difficult times ahead if you decided to make Jesus your choice. We are dual citizens. We're, we're, not, uh, we're, we're in this world, but we're what, not of the world. And because we're not of the world, we're going to be in conflict with the way the world does things. As we continue to look at this passage, we see that Jesus peeled back the veil just a little bit to get them to understand that uh, they're going to face a tough time because he understood in verse 32, which is before thir verse 33, that at some point when trouble came, they began to scatter. They were going to scatter and, and each man was going to say uh, uh, if, if God, God for us, uh, if God before you, uh, you can run your way, I'll run mine and, and I'm going to take care of me and you take care of you. Every man for himself, God for us all, I'm out of here. That's what the disciples, he, he knew that the disciples were going to go through a period where they will be scattered in John 16, 32, it said you will be scattered. When their leader died or failed, uh, to, to shepherd God's people, the people were often scattered. In the Old Testament, there are uh, two or three examples where when the leader failed, people scattered. And that's what happened when the disciples were recognized that Jesus was going down a path of persecution. Uh, they began to, what, go their own way. But we see here that Jesus spoke to them and he said to them that in me you may have peace. And so I want to share with you another uh, passage of scripture, uh, Romans 5 and 1, where it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want you to put that in your tool belt because I want you to know that in ministry, you're going to have to what? Suffer every now and then. Another key concept I want to touch on is tribulation. Tribulation is uh, distress. It's an oppressive state. It could be physical. It could be me mental. It could be social. It could uh, be uh, of economic adversity. It is something that we're going to have to what, contend with if we continue to walk this Christian walk. Jesus has already what, said that what, we're going to what, have tribulations. In the second part of that verse, he said, in the world, you will have tribulation. And in that thought, too, when Jesus spoke in this passage, he left out the sugar coating. He left out the sugar coating. We live in a culture right now where we like to put sugar on things, don't we? We like to, 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 to mix it up, and, and uh, we either put some kind of sweetener in it, or we put some kind of syrup in it or something, because we want everything to what? Taste good. But as citizens of heaven and, and pilgrims on this planet, we need to understand that we're, there's going to be some tension between the temporal and the eternal. And Jesus was letting them know that as you continue to follow me, there's going to be some times of conflict. When you try to, to serve me, guess what? The world's going to ask you to go, go another way and encourage you to what? go another way. But sugar doesn't always make things better, does it? Doesn't always make things better. And, and, 
and we'll find that out as we continue to, to live and, 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 and when we have our diets. How many of you have ever been on a diet where you had to cut out, and the first thing to cut out is the sugar? It got, it got, it got to go, and, and he raised both hands, but I know somebody else can raise their hand. They, they need to push back when they see that pound cake. Amen. But sugar doesn't always make everything better. And there's times when we have to, what, not sugarcoat things, and we have to tell it like it is. Here Jesus was, what, telling it, what, like it is. He said that in the, in the world, you're going to have tribulations. In the New uh, Living Translation, it says many trials and sorrows. And this is not what the world is preparing us for because there's, there's, two, there's two motivation paths in the world. is to uh, pursue pleasure and avoid pain. If, you, if you're motivated to do anything, you're going to be doing it to either pursue pleasure or you're going to try to what? Avoid pain. And as believers, we're going to have to recognize that we are what? At odds with the world. In our uh, additional scripture, our cross-reference scripture, in 2 Timothy, the, the third chapter in the 12th verse, it said, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. In other words, this is what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. But Jesus was trying to let his disciples know that, hey, I don't want this to what be a shock or a surprise to you. We have to understand that we are in what a spiritual warfare. And our enemies are, are threefold. We're going to have to deal with the world system. We're going to have to deal with our own flesh. And in some cases, we're going to have to what, deal with the devil himself. So at some point... You're going to have some trials, and you're going to have some tribulations, either with the world, either with your flesh, or Satan is going to attack you. And we have to, what, be prepared, because that's what we signed up for. If you said, for God I live and for God I die, that's, that's, that's what we signed up for. But then, I like what Jesus said, because when we move forward in this passage, I wanted to talk a little bit about what it means to overcome. Jesus talked about overcoming in the last part of that verse, and, and to overcome, it means to win a victory over, as in a contest or military conflict. I want you to know that the battle that we're on, uh, the devil, he plays for keeps. This is not a plaything uh, that we're in. And so the sooner we are able to, to get real about our faith walk, as soon as we're able to get real about our Christianity, the soon we'll be able to come face to face with what God has for us, knowing that we'll be able to lean on him in those troubled times that are ahead. How many of you have gone through some troubled times just because of who you are in Christ? When we look at thought three, believers have the capability to be positive or have good news in the midst of their trouble. Jesus said what? Be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. And one of the most difficult things to do is to be positive in the midst of your trials. How many of you are able to really laugh when you're going through something? Many of us, we don't, want, we don't want to be bothered when we're going through something. We want a, a solution right then and right now. 
suffering is not really like it's not on the list of the things that we want to do. If if I was to, to get a cup, brother preacher, if I was to get a cup and I put suffering on the cup and I filled it up with suffering and I passed around, how many of you would take a sip? We would just be passing it around. But I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't pass the cup. But we see here that he said, be, he said, but be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. And, and I want you to notice that Jesus said, I have. That means that this is a not, overcoming the world is not a job for us. It's not a, a, a challenge that we're supposed to what, take on. But the world will tell you different. The world will tell you that you are, are strong and you are powerful and you can overcome anything. No, you can't. Not without Jesus. And that's the message that we want, need to send. Our response to our trials and sorrows, what it does, it exposes our level of trust in the sovereign God. When you have to go through a trial or tribulation, you'll find out how real your Christianity is. You'll find out if you've just been playing with it or, 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 or are you going to really trust in Jesus. A person's depth of character rarely grows when the sun is shining. Most of the time, if you look back on the times in your life when you have grown the most, it is the time that you have been going through something. When everything is all flowers and rainbows and puppy dogs and all of that, you ain't growing. You're experiencing a good time. You're experiencing what the blessings. But we have to ask ourselves that now, that since Jesus said it, can we believe it? If Jesus said, what, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world, are you ready to believe what Jesus said? Because you're going to need to, when you go through your times of suffering, if everything is good right now, I'm, I'm shouting for you and I'm asking that you, you share your joy with somebody else. But guess what? Trouble going to come your way. In Romans, the eighth chapter, the 37th verse, it says, yet in all these things, we are more than what conquerors through him who loved us. And 1 John 4 and 4 said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The world's message of positivity has to stop at be of good cheer. And that's why I love what Jesus said, because that's all the world can tell us. It's just, it's just keep your head up. All the world can tell us is, is it's going to be all right. All the world can tell us is what, just be of good cheer. But I'm so glad that Jesus added some extra words there. He said, what, be of good cheer. He said, what, for I have overcome the world. And we have very few stories in life that can have a happy ending. But our story is going to have a happy ending. Because Jesus has already, what? He's already fixed it. I'm so glad that where the world stopped, Jesus continued. I'm so glad here today that we are, as believers, can experience the hope that only God can give. And we can experience that joy, even though you might be going through something or you may go through something in the future, even in the midst of your trouble, you can experience joy. And that joy is the joy that the world can't give you. And a joy that the world, what, can't take away. Thought number four that is that this good news cannot be 
received before the original good news is believed. That original good news is that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, what, might be saved. Some of us may be here today, and we have not accepted the, or believed the original good, good news. So we can't receive this good news that Jesus will overcome the world because we have yet to have a, what, a relationship with him. You've got to have a relationship with God and you have to be in fellowship through Jesus Christ in order to experience the good news that I'm passing on to your pastor today. He recognized that through many dangers and toils and snares that he's already come. And even though he's gone through some things that he, he might have to go through some more dangerous toils and snares. But guess what? Now he knows that he can what? Be of good cheer because Jesus has what? Over Come the world. I want to talk to the backsliders for just a minute. Many times we think we know better than the church. Many times we think we know better than God's holy word. And we want to go away from what grandmama has taught us. We want to go away from what we learned in Sunday school. We want to go away from what the, the preacher preached about with regard to salvation through Jesus Christ. And we want to what? Get out there and we want to what? Try it our own way. But I'm here to let you know today that I don't want you to let the sun go down on your situation. That if you know that you know that you know that your way has not worked, now is the time to make your way back to the cross. Now is the time to recognize that there is what? Still room at the cross for you. Don't let tomorrow come down on your indecision. Because we recognize today that tomorrow what is not promised. So as I close, I want you to recognize that when Jesus speak, we ought to listen. I want you to recognize today that Sometimes when Jesus speaks, he leaves out the sugar coating. But even when he leaves out the sugar coating, you need to, what, listen to what he has to say when he's telling it like it is. I want you to know today that believers have the capability to be positive and have good news in the midst of your storm. So no matter what you're going through, all you have to do is rely on the fact that Jesus said it and you can believe it. That he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And I love Jesus. Here's what I love about Jesus. Because he's been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. No matter what you think you've gone through, he's been there. He's done that. And he's got the t-shirt. Because in Isaiah 53 and 5, he said, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. How many of you know that you are healed today through Jesus Christ? We're healed today because he took on the burden of that old rugged cross. They hung him high and they stretched him wide from the third to the ninth hour. And then from the sixth to the ninth hour, the words says that the earth reeled and rocked 
like a drunken man. The word said, what, dead men got up and walked around Jerusalem. And when the earth was quaking, that centurion was at the base of the cross, and he looked up and he said, surely this must be the Son of God. But I'm so glad that the story didn't stop there because they buried him in that borrowed tomb. But early Sunday morning, he didn't get up with some power, but he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. How many of you know him today? Do you know him today, 45th? Have you tried him for yourself? Do you know he'll make a way out of no way? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. Through him, you are more than conquerors. But the only way you can share in that victory is if you have made the choice to believe in him as your personal Lord and Savior. The doors of the church are open. If you have not made that decision today, I'm going to ask that you don't let the sun go down on your indecision because tomorrow is not promised. There's still room at the cross for you. I'm so glad that there was still room for Michael Matthews one day because I wouldn't fit to live and wasn't ready to die. But I'm so glad today that he looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs. How many of you know today that he looked beyond your faults and he saw your needs? How many of you can testify that the Lord has been good to you and he's been better to you than you've been to yourself? We ought to testify that the Lord, he is good and his mercy endure forever. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today because he's worthy to be praised. Holy Trust.